You are now listening to For All Nerds Show, a podcast about geek and pop culture from the perspective of people of color. For All Nerds is hosted by DJ Ben Amin, Tatiana King-Jones, and Jeff J. Our show is edited and produced by DJ Ben Amin, and For All Nerds Show is a member of the Loudspeakers Network, where we always say rest in peace to our founder, Combat Jack. For All Nerds Show is powered by our listeners. Everything we do from our podcasts, live events, our website, are all independently funded. Please continue to support us through our Patreon page at patreon.com slash for all nerds. Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. Doodle. What's up, y'all, and welcome to another episode of the Four All Nerd Show. The voice of the urban geek, the podcast that discusses geek culture from the perspective of people of color. And as always, it's your boy, DJ Ben Amin, a.k.a. A-Baby Max, Quantum Leech, Premium Peter Parker, Chris Radnorock, Black Black Goliath, Big Dick Grayson Energy, YOLO Baggins, Lando Californication here in the spaceship tonight. And as always, I'm joined by Tatiana King Jones, the Grand Duchess of Tech, also known as Stone Cold Steve Lawson, aka Rita Orochimaru, aka Victoria's Secret Wars, Dora the Explorer Milliger, and Jay Prince of All Saints. <laughs> that one always gets me. That one always gets me. <laughs> you really scared of Jay Prince, bro. I mean, I understand. <laughs> Yo, I, I, I come from Houston. I grew up in the era when Jay Prince's name was to be feared and respected. It's, it still is, apparently. Still, I mean, still. you see, you see how he had to step in for that Drake, uh, that Drake um beef with uh, what's his face? Yeah, to this day, like you know, to this day. Yeah, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah respect yeah, 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 yeah. to the whole lot family, H Town in the house. But yes, this is the For All Nerd Show. You know, as always, we're here. We're back. It's another week in geek. Big Pusha T. Sorry. I, I don't want to disrespect Pusha T. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Big shout to Pusha T as well. VA in the house. Um, yeah, but no, you know, we're, once again, we're turning this into a music podcast. Uh, <laughs> every week we every, do this shit. <laughs> every week. But first off, you know, big shout outs to Jeff J. Says, who is yes. not here this week. He is on an extended hiatus. You know, mm-hmm. out in the, I guess, the negative zone, traveling around. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure. Where does Spider-Man go to? You know, like, the, the spider the realms. Yeah, there we go, right? The multiverse. The multiverse. Yes, Jeff J. being the big Spider-Man He's definitely fan. traversing the multiverse. So you, um, he'll be out for a while, but he still lives. So make sure you hit him up. Say what's up to him on the internet. Jeff J. says. Word up. And also, shout-outs to D. Chico Leo, who joined us last week. We're going to have to have him back. He's actually talking about coming back to talk about Game of Thrones and the ending of it, which is very... Oh, he's coming back for the finale? He's, he's, he's saying, you know, he, you know, he, he feels like after... You know, hold on, hold on. Shout out, though. Because we, what, what was, it was the Thanos tax was last week's episode. Yes, that's last week. And he came in and, and crushed the buildings. Crushed the buildings. Shout out to Mr. Morris, who came with the I do not love you 3000 image <laughs> for Chico. <laughs> But big shout-outs to one of the commenters who said they can't wait to hear Chico's review of Lion King, Hakuna <laughs> no Matata. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. No, y'all know. Yo. 
<laughs> Y'all know we love Chico forever and ever to this day. Yeah. So, you know, we, we're going to, he's going to pop out. You know, here and there, you'll see him. So you, the only way you'll know what she goes on the show is if y'all listen to the show. Yes, and y'all got to be subscribed. And also, make sure you check out his new podcast. Is it? Oh God, I want to make sure I get the name right. I want to say it's Sword and Sandal. No, Sword and Standals. Uh, hold up, we'll, we'll we'll come right back to that in a second. You know, make sure we give Chico his real props because Chico's Chico's podcast. He said he's going to run for the next ten years. Wow, I did not. That's what he said. Wow, my man got big goals. I feel him though, you know. (laughs) I know the podcast is about, he's talking about the history of like pretty much everything. Of film and how it affects the world and all that stuff. Yeah, it's like the history of the world told through film. Right, exactly, exactly. So you're going to start off with one of his favorites, To Catch a Fire. I know he also brings up 2001 and the whole obelisk with the ape scene and all that. So it's definitely a very interesting idea. Uh, we'll get you the name of it in a second. And, you know, bitch shout out to D. Chico Leo. But like we were saying, he had a lot to say about Endgame. And, man, other people talk about Endgame right now. Might be the uh, writers and the directors. <sighs> pretty much everyone involved in it besides the actors who are doing the smart thing and just releasing, like, you know, the behind-the-scenes videos. Hi. You know what I got to say to all the writers and directors and everything about, about Endgame? You know what I got to say to them? Shut the fuck up! Shut the fuck up! Mm. This is why I'm saying shut the fuck up. I don't need that, okay? Like, the audience, us, the people, the critics, all that, we're going to naturally speculate and talk about Endgame for a minute. And when I say a minute, I mean a very long time. We're gonna do that naturally. We're gonna... And I understand, like, there is a strategy behind why they're talking about it they want they don't want the hype to die they want people to continue to they want to keep themselves in a new cycle i get it but really i need y'all to shut the fuck up because every time literally every week for every week since the what the 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 russo brothers embargo dropped every week for every three days there would be some new news report from one of the writers or the cinematographer or somebody on the production saying something like well, did you know uh, Stan Lee said X, Y, Z? And it's just like, <laughs> and, it's, and you know, and it's never something that's like, oh, really? That's interesting. It's always like, why are you telling me this, bro? Like, I don't need to know this because all you're doing really is feeding into a lot of the the issues that people may have had with the with the film, or you're feeding into a lot of the the the, the negative questions that people have had. So it's just like, why are you really feeding into the negative energy? It's the same thing, like with Game of Thrones where everyone was complaining about it being too dark and the cinematographer had the audacity to be like well I shot it so I know it's not too dark like bro like so you're just gonna invalidate us wow that was a big one yeah so I mean it's to me it's in I, I make that point because to me it's in that same lane like y'all don't need to share this shit because every time y'all open your mouth it gets dumber and dumber mm. Like I, I, I gotta, I gotta look up all the shit they've been saying, and because every, every time the sentiment is the same, it's like, bro, why y'all telling us this? Who cares? Like, what did they say? They was just like, they've been trying. Oh. Uh, one thing they've been trying to explain is all the different, you know, the ending, pretty much. It's why? Is let us, let us speculate on our own, and then like, l- let it, let it happen organically. Like, what did they say? Like, they was like, oh, you know, Steve and Peggy actually was married, and did it. Like, I was just like. Why? Why are you contributing to our madness? Because it makes you look stupid, in my in my opinion. 
Well, see, to me, it's weird because I love stuff like that. Like, I've watched the director's cut of Endgame. It's one of my favorite director's cuts. I like watching director's cuts in general. So you get to hear, I mean, not even director's cuts, director's commentary. So you get to hear what they're saying, you know, what they're feeling, what went into every scene. Mm-hmm. And the Russo brothers on uh, Infinity War, at least, the director's commentary was really enlightening. It really told you a lot of great things about the movie and just everything that went into little, you know, each scene. So I really enjoyed it. But on the other hand, there's what people have been calling the J.K. Rowling effect, where she keeps talking about Harry Potter forever after it's done. <laughs> and Her, say- but, I, but it's like it don't sound the, the, the other issue I have is not just that it's some some of the stuff I'm hearing is just dumb, but it's yes. also it don't it sounds like it's pandering, just like to your example of J.K. Rowling. Mm-hmm. Every time somebody be like, you, like there was this big thing about her, like when um for the stage play in the UK for for Harry Potter, they cast a black woman and mm-hmm. everyone was like, well, Hermione is kind of written as a black girl. And here come J.K. all loud and strong. Oh, by the way, yeah, Hermione was black. Like she keeps doing revisionist. <laughs> Like JK keeps doing revisionist history on her own shit. And yes. that's what it kind of sounds like coming from the end game people. Like, okay, you don't need to do that. Like we over, we already with you. We already gave you our money. Like y'all already made a billion. Like y'all don't need to add, add more madness. And um, again, when I say that, I don't mean like, like to your point behind the scenes stuff is cool. The videos is cool. All that shit is hot fire, but like all the, well, you know, Stan Lee actually didn't get to see it before he died. Like, why did I need to know that? Oh, he said that? Oh. Yeah. Oh. I don't know if they, the Russo said that, but that's a, that was literally that shit came out today. Like, that was another oh. news article. And, and maybe also the, just the sheer quantity of this stuff coming out. Honestly, it's like every other day, some new shit. Oh, did you know MCU said? Oh, the Russo brother said. It's just like, bro, y'all came out April 26th. Why are we still talking about this right now? I mean, I, like you said, I understand why they're still talking about it because they got to drum up interest. You know, they'll be talking about it till well after the a, DVD. A billion dollars is not enough. I'm sorry. You know, shout outs to to, uh, to Robert Downey. I, brother, I stay in character until after the DVD is released. Like, you know, they going to keep it going. You know, that's all it is. So I understand that. But it is some stuff like I saw people explaining how well, once they explain what really happened with the ending, it's like, well, that means Steve made out with his niece after you know he got he made out with uh peggy carter's niece and then went and got married to her and like why do i need to know that yeah like why like the the cute shit that's nice to verify like something came out literally something came out yesterday where they were where they were like um they confirmed that loki is still alive because he got away with the space stone so he who knows where the fuck he at we knew that yeah, that's we knew cool that. that's cool yeah we knew whatever that. i mean yeah we knew that though we know there's a loki show coming up and that was a perfect way for them to go into it. And Loki could still, at the end of whatever his show is, he could still be returned to that exact moment or even before that. So he never gets the uh, Tesseract and gets away. And right. boom, there, you know, wraps up right. that dead end. Or it, it's whatever. just that I feel the overall point is just y'all don't always need to hype it up in that way. Like, well, did you know we use red shoes instead of blue on Sonic the Hedgehog? Did you know that, you know, um, one of these random motherfuckers was in the back? You know, we got Storm in the back and y'all didn't see her. Y'all just saw her little mohawk. Like, we don't, okay. <laughs> Nobody cares, dude. I never saw it. I don't, like, like, let me just get hyped for the rest of the phase. Like, we got Spider-Man coming up. Like, let's just get hyped for the next phase and keep it moving. I still haven't seen Howard the Duck. He's in Endgame, 
That's what they said? Yeah, no, he's in they, Was he in the big scene where everybody... Wow. You know what that scene reminds me of now that I think about it? Ready Player One. Remember the fight scene? Don't When every video game character ran out, mm, that's how it was in the MCU. Damn, that, see, now you're making it worse. <laughs> <laughs> you're spoiling everything. You're ruining everything. <laughs> you're ruining everything. <laughs> Listen, you guys. Um, But, yo, sp- speaking of ruining, um, like, we keep getting here and stuff about people feeling like Game of Thrones has been ruined. Wow. I mean, on another level, shout out to Castle Black Pod. Thank you all for listening and subscribing to that as well. The Blackest Game of Thrones podcast in all of the realms. I've, yo, (laughs) yo, this week has been insane, yo. I've seen, like, people who I thought were rational, you know, really say some hot takes. I've had to really, you know... Going back to, like, I, and I'll just be honest with people, after having worked in Hollywood, having seen how the pie is baked, I have a new respect for it. And so I'm not as quick to just, you know, dismiss the work of others because I understand how difficult it is for something. Mm. I do have issues with Game of Thrones, though. But I, I don't have some of the issues that I've seen from people. Like, wow. Yeah, to to piggyback off that i have my issues we talk as you said we talk about it every week on castle black you know f- fuck jamie lannister sorry ben <laughs> like like you know fuck some of the writing and all this other stuff but like at the same time i recognize game of thrones for its entertainment value i also recognize game of Thrones for the work that's been put into it so to, to, long story short, to to express what what we're kind of leading up to, like there has been a petition that oh went out God. that that's been sound apparently been signed by like thirty five thousand plus people. I think it was that, 40. and the petition is legitimately asking HBO to find new writers slash showrunners <laughs> to rewrite the entire last season of Game of Thrones. And I'm like, look, y'all. And make it better. Like, first of all, just be like normal people and write your fanfic and yes. put it up on Reddit and be quiet. Yes. Secondly, like, I, I don't feel you to that degree. I do not. Like, it's one thing to be mad about it and talk about it. That's why we have a podcast. But it's another thing to be like, I'm signing a petition because, like, like it's not that, like, it's so, and here's the thing where, um, you know, you know what, shouts to Rodimus Prime and say that again, Karen, um, um, myself and Portia Patterson Hurst were on their show the other night. And 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 uh, Carrie made a very good point. Um, I believe it was Carrie who made the point. You know, Game of Thrones is the reason why it's so big is that you have also have a world of people who are not fantasy fans. They're not sci-fi fans. They're, they're not any of that genre fans at all. They just mm. are a part of it because it's something that everybody else was watching. They were like, well, let me get into it. They, they didn't want to necessarily be left out. So you have not just fantasy fans, but you have a world of people who don't know nothing about that that world and not that you have to but there is a group there is a large contingent of people who know nothing about that world so this is all new to them so when they come into this world who that has a different set of rules and they may may or may not be used to their immediate reaction it, it may be more um harsh than than fans of the of the genre who's kind of or fans who've been around game of thrones for the last seven eight years so you know, for someone who had come in the last four weeks versus someone who's been in the game for a while, it hit different for some people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not to say that longtime fans may not have signed a petition. I'm sure they have. It's oh, just yes. that 
I'm sure it was also born by people who, who, who were new to the game. And it's just like, all right, I, I understand you're up being upset, but I also think that you're being super short-sighted and silly because that, like, if you feel some type of way, go write your own, go shoot your own shit and keep it moving. Like, it's, it's Game of fucking Thrones. It's fucking over, basically. You have one more episode left. They're done. All of these actors have moved on. D&D moved on. They're about to do Star Wars. Like, HBO, HBO asked D&D, did they want more episodes? They gonna give them the money. D&D said no, so fuck it. Yeah. They ain't making, at least... This iteration of Game of Thrones, they're not making this shit no more. So what, like, they're going to have sequels and prequels and shit, but no one gives a fuck no more. Oh, I mean, we'll see. I... Internally, internally, I mean, not not outside. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Production-wise, they don't give a fuck no oh, more. They, they, did what, they shot what they shot. They did what they did. And yes, they're going to feel some type of way, but it's over. Yes, it's done. And, yeah, no, I've seen long-time fans. I've seen short-term fans. I've seen them all, you know, really upset. And even, you know, on Castle Black, we voice our issues. You can go listen to it. To hear it, you know, understand how we felt. And there's things about this episode and this whole last season that overall I feel are rushed. But I will say this. I don't feel like any characters in game so far has been different than what was originally planned. Like, I feel like it might be rushed or whatever, but Daenerys burning up King's Landing was going to happen. Daenerys having three dragons means Daenerys is going to burn a lot of shit. They're four burning they're flying weapons of mass destruction. And people who think yeah. that it was going to be some nice ending where she was sitting on a throne and, you know, having baby dragons and they're not terrorizing the world. Danny, Danny's a terrorist. Yes. Because just like we said on the show, if you take it from the exa- from the perspective of just a random King's Landing citizen, your ass was like, what the fuck? Like, you didn't do shit to deserve this and you got burnt the fuck up. So... Like we said, you know, there's shit that we don't like about the show. There's, there's, we critique that shit all day, every day, but we also allow for discourse. Like, we also allow and are open to people who feel differently, and we like having the conversation, and that's why we do the show. We like doing that. We like hearing what y'all, the listeners, have to say about it, and that's cool, but we ain't signing no damn petition. No way, man. Shout out to everybody involved in the creation of this show. To me, it's a remarkable achievement. It's incredible. Like, it's top it's top five. The fact, top five yeah, TV of all time. Yeah, and the fact that people are, are arguing and dispassionate about it shows something because if your shit was that garbage, nobody would care. And Back. that's the real thing. So shout out to everybody involved. And with that, we're going to take a quick break right here, and we'll be right back with more of the For All Nerds show. Hey, I'm Malcolm Lee, director of Night School. And when I'm not directing, writing, and producing, and editing and spending time with my kids, I'm listening to For All Nerds. What's up, everybody? This is Chuck Creekmer, a.k.a. Jigsaw from AllHipHop.com. And when I'm not placing my heavy hand on the world of hip-hop culture, I'm watching For All Nerds. Hey, this is Pamela Ribbon, and when I'm not writing things like My Boyfriend is a Bear or Ralph Breaks the Internet, I am listening to For All Nerds. Hey, this is Kelly Robbins Hicks, executive producer of Random Acts of Blindness. And when I'm not making white people mad as hell, I'm listening to the For All Nerd Show. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Asante, one-third of the Friend Zone. And when I am not smoking pot or playing Shinobi Striker, I am listening to For All Nerds. Tune in.
with more of the For All Nerd Show. As always, thank you to everyone who is out there subscribing on the internets everywhere, on iTunes, on Spotify, any platform where you can find the dope podcast. We are there. Make sure you hit that subscribe, hit that like, leave a comment, a rating, five stars, all that good stuff. And if you're one of the few and the proud, you know, you can hit us up at patreon.com slash for all nerds and contribute to the mission. Thank you to all the supporters. I know you've been seeing all the extra good stuff, all that content that we are dropping over at patreon.com exclusively for Patreon supporters. You know, I dropped that Brat video. It's out, right? Mm-hmm. It did drop? Uh, I think it dropped. It's dropping today. Oh, there you go. By the time you've heard this, you will see me talking about Steve Rogers versus Tony Stark. Our new Brat question. I'm mm-hmm. first to answer it, you know, so to see what I said, you're going to have to patreon.com slash for all nerds only patrons get to see it there we do you know that's how we do you know we got a lot more of that coming a lot more special content coming for you on patreon so make sure you hit us up over there and real quick we got to give a special shout out a rest in power salute to the man i am pay i mean legendary architect legend (laughs) to say the least man to say the least like uh, he had, you know, he had the the original design and design that that glass pyramid outside of the Louvre in Paris. Wow. He he designed one of the wings of the National Gallery of Art. He designed the Jacob Javits Convention Center, which hosts New York Comic Con every single year. Like I am Pay is is you know, like I said, is this one of the at this point he's one of those classics that like if you're an engineer or architect in that vein, that's a one of the people that you would study mm-hmm. that's one of the people where he's he's built or, or been been involved in building so many iconic uh uh towers or, or pieces of property and you would you probably never know what he had his hand in and um you know he he was born in china he earned degrees from mit and harvard school of design so it, i mean the we can go on and on about him, but we wanted to make sure we, we made that distinction. Like he is part of, of, of geek and pop culture history by far. So we want to make sure that we, we saluted him, that we gave him his props. And, and we, as you just mentioned, rest in power. He was 102 years old, bro. Mm, lived it, lived it, lived it. And that's crazy because I know that every time I've been in Jacob Javits, I've always looked up at it like, yo, this building is sick. It's so huge. It's so huge, but so airy. And then the big giant glass ceilings and how it's just this big, you know, it's a really dope design, like crazy architecture. And I had no idea it was the man. So salute to him. Rest in power. Thank you for all the work. You know, man lived a good life, though. 102. 102, man. I I definitely want to live to when I'm 100. Oof. Yeah, you we don't were, want to live. We were talking about this. I mean, sh- slow down. Well, I would say I really want to live. But <laughs> <laughs> slow, slow down. I want to. Okay, so I want to live till I'm a, at least 100 because I want to see the future. Like I, I want to see the next century. Well, that's my century. I want to see the next century. I do. Yeah. I mean, it. that's like 20 go, and then you know. <laughs> <laughs> But you good at 80. You said 80's about yeah, yeah, that's not, well, yo, that next I mean shit, you just called me 60. Hold on, slow down here. Like, no, uh, yeah, let's say that it's you know 50, 60, you know, then after that then we'll see, you know. Then I'll like, What? Yeah, then that's 50 or 60 years after that, then I'll, you know, you know, then we can be like, all right, you know. Listen, I'll fuck around and freeze myself, man, and, and hope that <laughs> technology catch up to bring me back 
because I want to see the future, my guy. Ooh, man, I don't know. You know, it's, it's been, it's been. It's just gonna be post-apocalyptic. Yeah, you know, Shouts to the Chico Leo again because you know he feels me. Oh, and the name of his podcast is Sword and Scandal: A History yes. in Pictures. So make sure you check that out. It's dropping at the end of May and will go on for the next 10 years, as he says, <laughs> as he breaks down, you know, the history of people and pictures. And, you know, yeah, Chico, Chico Leo definitely wants to live to 100 because he wants to be able to keep his podcast going for, you know, at least 20 more years. So you already <laughs> call him 80? Like, damn, he ain't that old. <laughs> 90? Damn. <laughs> Ooh, that was too easy. You know, um, <laughs> all right, but no, definitely check out Sword and Standle. And no, Chico Leo is nowhere near 80. And may he live to be at least 105 because, you know, he's a legend and one of the last of his kind. So we need him on this planet. Factory. Factory. But you know what time it is. It's time for one of my favorite segments on the show. The guac is extra. The frequently asked questions the guac is extra where we answer any and all questions that you send to us contact at for all nerds hit us on the twitter instagrams at for all nerds if you're one of those patrons at patreon.com slash for all nerds you can ask anything anything is possible <laughs> but first up what do we have tonight uh, first up, there actually comes from the internet at large. Mm-hmm. Um, aloha for all nerds crew. I hope you're in, in Hawaii. If you are amazing, I love it. But hello, aloha for all nerds crew. If you possessed the infinity gauntlet and have the power of this snap literally at your fingertips, what would you create, change, destroy, revise, or revisit? And there's a bonus question as well. Mm-hmm. Knowing that using the gauntlet could kill us mere mortals, is your choice worth dying for? Thanks for filling my questions and keep putting that great work you all do. Mario, aka Super Mario Hustler. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank for, you. Uh, yeah, thank you. And let's see. We've talked about this before, and I've said that if I had the Infinity Gauntlet. You're a villain. Yeah, it's all bad. Um, And <laughs> first of all, I would have to question that mere mortal status and. I don't know if using the gauntlet would actually kill me. You know, that's what I, I'm just putting oh, it out there. Oh, come you know, on, I'm just, Ben. I, I mean, you know, I'm just putting it out there. You know, well, if, I have if a question. It, yeah. Is that rule about mortals dying MCU logic? Because in the book, what's the face? Um, Nebula. Nebula definitely loses that shit, and she's definitely mortal. Yes. I mean, she fucked up, which is still hilarious to me, always and forever. Yes. But she didn't. She ain't get hurt off that shit. So that's what I'm saying. All that about that shit could kill you. Is that MCU only logic? It's MCU only logic, and it's also well, Captain America didn't he use it in the comic too to finish it up? Isn't he the one who like brings it all back to normal? Maybe. Yeah, I think so. Mad people use it, so it doesn't matter anyway. But also in the MCU, it's more of using it to create a snap. That effect, you know, is what does. Is the hard part. Putting the gauntlet on is also, you know, definitely something that takes power. You know, it's like you have to be powerful. Like, they say that in the first one. Like, even holding the power stone itself takes a great, a being of great power. And then in Infinity War, uh, what's the name? Tells him, yeah, no being in the universe has ever held more than one stone. You know, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, can't, I cannot do a good impersonation of my man, but he is so great. 
we were talking about who had the better quotes last week. And uh, is that that's not that's that's uh, Obsidian Cole? Is that Obsidian or Proxima Mall? I'm not even know. I, I, I don't know. I guess. <laughs> you just mixing them all together. Yeah, I get them all confused. Ebony together. Mall. Ebony Mall. Proxima Midnight. Proxima Midnight. Ebony Mall is the one who's talking in the beginning, right? Yes. Yes. Ebony Mall has. He might be better than Bane. He is battling Bane for best quotes of all time because that man is hilarious. But anyway, what would I use? I mean, come on, man. It's, it's too much like that. I, I don't know. You know, nothing but, nothing but horrible things. I mean, I'm not going to be a, like, immediate villain like Ben, but I'm definitely <laughs> doing some selfish shit. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Um, you know, and definitely elevating myself and my family <laughs> in this world, first and foremost. Um, Queen. Well, here's a quick question, because this reminds me of, like, this, and I hate it, but with, like, Mortal Kombat, for instance. Mm-hmm. They, they Their whole thing is time travel and shit like that. Like, yeah. all the different characters. And I don't know if you know about the story about Jax. Oh, but. yes, I do. So, for, and I think this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard, but they got, Jax is, after you finish his, his whole, like, if you play as his character all the way through to the end, he decides he, he eliminates slavery. Basically, slavery never happened. Yep. I'm just like... Uh, Okay, the only black character that's what y'all choose, but okay, but I mean, it is a first choice. <laughs> well, I bring that up because I'm just like, you know, would you would you change that shit? And I'm just like, well, for for all you know, you do that and you erase your damn self. So I, I don't know. Like, what do you revise? Facts, like, right I, I, yeah. I've always, and I've said this before, I've always had a problem with the idea of humans revising what has already occurred. Mm. It's one thing to kind of manipulate your future because if future is the future, you don't necessarily know, but like stuff that has already happened because there's so much stuff that has happened, good and bad, that has led to where you are now, good and bad. Mm-hmm. And for some people, it's just like, yo, if they feel like they're in, and it's all, it's all subjective, right? Uh, if you just in a bad situation in life, yeah, you're probably going to go and try to change shit up. But how does that f- more than likely fuck you up in the future? Mm. Like humans have no business fucking around with time travel or anything adjacent to it because we always mess shit up. So as far as that, that idea of changing shit has already happened. I, I don't know. Yeah. that I mean, right away you pose a very good question because like, let's say you go back and you stop slavery somehow, which is very difficult for one person to do, even if you had the infinity gauntlet. You know, but and who's I'm, to say that just so you stop this iteration of slavery, that's not going to happen again? Because there's there's a whole group of people who love to be colonizers. So I mean, and then again, once you stop this iteration of slavery, look at uh, Daenerys as an example. I'm going to break the wheel. What does that entail? Burning this motherfucker to the ground. You know, it's like so you say dragons are going to show up. <laughs> no, I'm just saying like well, okay, like let's say, how do you stop slavery? So all the boats come out of Africa, you blow them up. Then what do you do? You go to you Europe? Kill, no, you kill the colonizers. Yeah, uh, okay, so that means you go to Europe and eliminate the continent. Well. Well, yeah. <laughs> See? It gets quiet in the room. All right, so um, <laughs> next so, question. And, and, <laughs> but but the, last, the last part of the question was, is your choice worth dying for? I mean, my, my petty choices. I know. About, no, yeah. Those, maybe not. Yeah, so, right. so I'm not using all five stones at once. All I'm saying, you know, I'm just like reality stone, reality stone, you know. Paid, <laughs> paid, paid. <laughs> Beyonce. Be optimistic. Solo concerts, you know, like, you know. Yeah. yeah. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> all right yeah, see, it starts getting real. You, so, so the answer, Super real, Mario, is we ain't got, got the answer. Let me not continue. <laughs> Let me not continue uh, down that lane. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, the next question comes from the ghost of Simba. They write, hey guys, love the show. Do you guys think we're at the point where it's hard for us to enjoy TV and movies? I see so many people looking for plot holes and something they can complain about than just enjoying it. Also, y'all on Castle Black gotta stop killing my boy, John. <laughs> He's a good and honorable man. He don't want to be secretive and treacherous like everyone else. LOL. Ghost of Simba, you must have such a kind heart and soul. Yeah. Fuck Jon Snow, okay? That boy is a useless goat and don't got no business being in the Game of Thrones, okay? This is... Westeros is a treacherous and secretive and fucked up world and you gotta go with the flow, okay? You can't be here with your honorable ass doing dumb ass shit. You can't. Yo, shout out to young guru who called me the other day and his first words to me were, you got it all wrong. <laughs> and then proceeded to about break. What? About what? It's always about something, damn it. And this time it was about uh, Game of Thrones and he wanted to tell me about how, you know, my opinions on Castle Black were a little off. And he, he, he definitely agrees with me about Jon Snow, but he is one of those people who thinks that, you know, Jon Snow just wants to be honorable, whatever, and whatever to them. Um, Jon Snow, I won't say F Jon Snow because, you know, he did, I man- will. he did manage to bag your grit. So, you know, he did do something right in life. But she bagged him, really. I mean, let's be honest. You mean in real life, though? Yeah. Uh, yeah I mean, <laughs> well, in real life, too, yeah. So, you know, my man's yeah. a winner all around, you know, when it comes down to it. He ain't but, no winner. I mean, you know, for that one. Uh, but yeah, I do. Ghost of Simba, I feel this question so much because actually, shout out to Carly Hustle. You know, big, big respect to you. Love you, Carly. Love you, Carly. And she was talking about, she asked this question on Twitter about music. And she was like, Did you enjoy music 10 years ago or do you enjoy it more now? And I was like, Yo, I enjoy it more now because I'm alive. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the longer, you know, the more I am alive, the more I get to see things and hear things and whatever and enjoy them. And I don't. I'm one of those people, like, I'm on Tidal now, and, like, the new albums they drop, you know, new playlists drop, I'm on it right away. Like, yo, what's this? Let me hear this new hip-hop. Mm-hmm. Let me hear this new rock. Let me hear new everything. I want to know what's, you know, new and what's popping. And with movies, everything the same way. Like, I've, I've you know, we break down Game of Thrones ridiculously on Castle Black, but I also think that this is one of the, the most enjoyable seasons of any television show I've ever seen because of the debates, because of the memes, because, because of the, of memes the, I mean, just the foolishness, everything that's involved <laughs> with it, just coming together with my people and discussing this. Shout out to my man Tahoe TV, like, you know, seeing him on Twitter, just oh, going man. off about it. You know, it's just like, I love it. So I, yeah, I disagree. I mean, I know I, I don't, I feel like, yes, I enjoy stuff. I don't care, you know, like, about what time it is, more now than... I, I love it, yo. I'm, I'm anticipating Spider-Man Homecoming. I can't wait to see... I mean, Far From Home. I can't wait to see what Marvel does next. Really can't wait to see what DC's doing now. You know, everything. It's dope, yo. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel you. I mean, I think... To answer that question about why people look for plot holes, something they can plan, I think with the... Especially with the advent of social media mm-hmm. and the way that criticism and the way the industry actually works is Mm -hmm. now more easy to access people now have platforms and and access to other people to start discussing this stuff more so than they did 10 20 years ago Mm -hmm. so you're you're at literally you're at a stage in the history of man where everybody has a platform what does andy warhol say everyone can get 15 minutes of fame yep 
honestly, everyone potentially has a mic where they can speak to the world. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if it's so much about people complaining, but people want to get their opinions voiced. Now, if that opinion ends up being a negative one, then hey, so be it. I don't know. I don't think it's so much that people are just looking for something negative. Some people are, yes. But generally speaking, I don't think everyone's just looking for something negative. Say, I just think people are just voicing their opinions. Yes. And if, if a grant, if a good amount of people think something sucked, then they're then you're just gonna hear about it. And it and it is what it is. Um, I do think there's still more often than not people who are enjoying it. And that's where, like we said again, like with places like Castle Black and, and even this show, For All Nerds, like we're not complaining, like when we're critiquing things, we're not complaining about it per se like we're, we're we are enjoying it we mm -hmm. are unless we said that shit was trash yes <laughs> but, but we are enjoying like the 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 aspect of having a debate the aspect of critiquing a piece of art the, when we talk whether we're talking about music or games or movies or tv we are enjoying it we love entertainment overall and we want to talk about it and we want to talk about it with like-minded people and also give you guys the listeners a platform to share your thoughts you guys may totally agree with us or totally disagree but the fact that we're having this discourse is what's most important mm -hmm. so I, I, again i there, there, yes, there is a contingent of people who are just negative Nellies and that's all they want. But my thing is, I mean, how do you just mute them? Like, I, I don't know what else to do with it. Like, I don't deal with that foolishness. If I think people's going too much, I just ignore them. Like, like uh, it's not too much you can do, at least on social media, besides just ignore them people. Yeah. And I've so, definitely had to learn that because, you know, we uh, we voice our own opinions on this show. And so when we post a show, when we're on Twitter, on social media, people want to voice their opinions to us. Right. And that's something that took me a second to understand, you know, because I'm like, yo, just because I said something don't mean I want to hear what you got to say about it. You know, but that's right. messed up because y'all are listening to me. And so I'm like, yo, okay, let me see what y'all are saying as well. And so I've had to understand some people, you know, might not be negative, but they just might not feel the same way where I do. Where I'm like, yo, I'm just not going to critique something unless it's just like outright disrespectful. Like I felt like right. Confederate, you know, the project that the Game of Thrones creators were working on was outright disrespectful. Like and that's I, disrespectful, that's trash. Yeah, and I can explain why, you know, but I'm right. there, but their show being whack or being, you know, not that good and a bit rushed in the final season. And also people critique final season so hard. You know, and that's something that just goes along with the territory. Lost, Sopranos, The Wire, all of them were dogged the hell out in their final season and then looked back on as like, yo, this is dope. I think Breaking Bad might have been one of the few that avoided that. But even that was, you know, people were like, yo, this is, you know. Yeah, there were some, still some people yeah. complaining, but I think that was one of the most well-ended series, like yes. well-written series overall. But even the end usually is where everyone kills it or, or grills it, but it worked for me. Mm -hmm. And I think Sopranos was perfection. But people were... There was a lot of people who hated it. Oh, my shit. God, hated it. Like, and the black... It was like a... And I couldn't understand. Like, you're like, well, what happened? Because it wasn't like a black screen or some shit. Yeah. I didn't watch it, but... Yeah, it, it just cuts the black, the black in the middle. Like, you're not... It just cuts the black. And don't stop believing. Just keeps playing on. And I thought that was just perfection because it left you like, yo, I don't know. You know, who know, What is it? And that's right. just... That was dope. But, you know, people have their own opinions about it, and I understand that. So, you know, it goes on. All right, next up. Next up comes from C. Carter. They write, 
Hey guys, extra names just yet haven't thought of any for real for real. They're talking about their AKAs. Yep. Uh, the question is Avengers versus Goku and the Z Fighters. Who do you think would win? You know, this comes up like one punch man to me. Like, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm not a fan of Dragon Ball Z that much. You know, I get it. Goku trains his ass off and is the strongest thing in the universe, right? Apparently. I, guess. I mean, my, here's the thing. Like, if you guys watch things like, what's that, um, the YouTube series where they do the verses? Oh, I don't know. I know what you you're know talking what I'm talking about, about though, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. For some reason, I'm sorry, y'all. I've been on that Bacardi, so I keep forgetting there these we go. things. Nice. But, um, like, there's so many questions. Like, there has been a Goku versus Hulk one. And, you know, some, there's so many things that are also subjected, and it depends on yes. which version of the characters you're talking about. Yes. Like, if you're talking about Avengers versus Goku and Z Fighters, okay. Some of these Saiyans and stuff, yeah, they're, they're ridiculously strong, strong as in the universe, all this other shit. But are any of them gods? Some no. people some people equate Goku to a god, but I'm like, but for real though, are any of them Thor? Mm. Like, are any of them... The Scarlet uh, Witch, can they m- manipulate reality? Right, like, can you write? And that's what I'm saying. Like, when, when you really think about the different iterations of the characters, and if you take them to their extreme point, as you mentioned, Scarlet Witch, she can manipulate reality. Like, she could fucking dust you before you fucking throw that Kamehameha. So... What's the point? Mm-hmm. Now, when I say what's the point, I don't mean the point of the question. I just mean, like, what's the point of that fight? Like, yeah, yeah the Avengers is going to win. Yeah, I mean, it's like, and that people, but people who are fans of Goku and people like One Punch Man always seem to think, like, I've seen the meme where it's like Goku and I think it's his son. I'm not sure. And they're walking towards, like, every superhero ever. And they're like, you take the left, I'll take the right. And it's like, Negro, please. Like, that, you know, these guys would get served. You know, I don't care how strong, how fast they are. You're talking about every superhero ever. Like, uh, it's just, come on, man. I don't know. But people love, you know, Goku versus anything. It's like, all right. For the record, I I do, and I I know this is going to get people mad. Um, Saitama One Punch Man could be Goku. Ooh. FYI. And I know you don't know the background. No, 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 no. I watched all of One Punch Man. I watched all okay. of the first season of One Punch Man. Oh, and, and by the way, that YouTube series is called Death Battle. Death That's Battle. what I was thinking of. Yeah, Death Battle, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I, um, I never really enjoy yeah. those. Because like you say, I feel like it's mad subjective. You know, it's like it even yeah. goes down to who's writing. I remember when I was a kid, it'd always be Hulk versus Thing in the comics. And one issue, mm. Hulk would whoop Thing's ass. And in this Wait, issue, Thing would whoop Hulk's ass. Who would think Thing would beat Hulk, though? Like, he, Thing is strong, but he's not, like, increasingly strong like Well, see, Hulk. but at certain points, Thing had gotten mutated where he was more strong and Hulk was gray and weak. So Thing uh, caught up to him then. It was like, remember well, all the times you served me, nigga? But see, gray <laughs> Hulk ain't green Hulks or red Hulk. So, I mean, come on. But then, okay, but see, then here's the other flip. Gray Hulk in another issue whooped Thing's ass because he was smarter and craftier and dirty and he held him underwater and was trying to drown this nigga. And so, mm. yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, like I said, if, if, if Goku, you know... <sighs> Yeah. Goku linked up with oh god I'm just trying to think like it just who depends it just, mean, it still it just depends man you know it's whoever you want you know uh, yeah uh, no. <laughs> uh, I don't know alright next I'm question just, oh. I don't know yeah. <laughs> but anyway yeah yeah um, I, I'm, Dragon Ball Z is nothing but speed lines and screaming though at me hey Hey, <laughs> the the next one comes from, or perhaps the last one comes from Chief Choctaw Red. Yeah, I they think write. That's what that is. 
listening to a Game of Thrones podcast called Castle Black, many points were made in regards to the lack of people of color and how a black woman was regu- re- excuse me, relegated, they meant to write, sorry, not regulated, but relegated to a pawn piece between two white women. Yep. My question is, why do black and brown people keep fucking with different forms of media content that aren't literally fucking with us? And when we're going to come together and make a concerted effort, when are we going to come together and make a concerted effort with our wallets and not support the other stuff? Hmm, that is a very interesting question there. And, uh, never motherfucker. No, oh. right? <laughs> I mean, there's two schools of thought on this, right? Yeah. There's, a, there's a school of thought about just completely self-segregate and just do your own thing and mm-hmm. never get involved with, yep. with, with, with quote unquote, with the quote unquote white man stuff. Yeah. Yep. And then these other schools thought, which is just like, we can do whatever the fuck we want. Yep. And I'm in the latter school where I'm like, I want both. I want to make the stuff that's for us by us. I want to do the FUBU shit, but I also am like, if, if, you know, Star Wars made by a white man, covered by white men for for the longest time, I want to be in fucking Star Wars too. Yep. As a black woman, as a person of color and all this other stuff. I want to be a fucking Sith because yep. that, like, I'm not going to limit myself and my fandoms and the thing that I think is fucking fire because somebody, uh, as they say, somebody don't want me in it. I don't give a fuck. Like, I, I'm as all of us have different levels of creativity and different things we love, there's no reason why I can't write myself into this type of story. Mm -hmm. And you're also approaching a place in society or entertainment, if you will, where they, it's increasingly becoming, there's more color there in general. Mm -hmm. If you look at all the stuff coming out on Disney plus, when you talk about star Wars and all that stuff, like Diego Luna, like you, you got, you got, you got these crazy things happening with mad people of color in it. Would that have happened if we was just like, fuck y'all, we just going to do our own thing and not fuck with you? Mm, no. So like I said, that's why I'm, and, uh, and again, I'm to say that the whole two schools of thoughts I'm talking about, I'm not, I'm not knocking either way. I'm just letting you know how I feel. Mm-hmm. And I, I believe in, not, it's not about fucking with different forms of media that aren't for. I believe in breaking down the doors. Mm. That's what I believe in. So if that means like I'm going to keep going, keep going until I'm a Jedi, until I'm a Sith or all this other shit, then I'm going to do it because that's what I want in my life. If that means I have to create a web series and get that shit popping to the point where um, Disney and them have no choice but to bring me to the fold, then mm. so be it. And or, or and it could be where they never want to fuck with me, but the millions of people do on my own independently. Mm-hmm. So be it. Mm-hmm. Well said, right there. And I I feel you because I actually go back and forth on this. Even as a kid, I remember I used to argue with my parents that I felt like integration was the worst thing that ever happened to black people because before wow. it happened, we knew that we had an enemy. You know, we knew what the problem was. We knew we had to fuck with each other. And then once it happened. We were like, ah, everything's good. You know, we're just like them. And that's not the reality in America and probably never will be. You know, that's something we're going to have to accept. Other, well, I mean, who knows? So because one day everybody's going to look, you know, slightly beige anyway. So it's going to be, you know, but they, but they used to say like in 2050, everybody's going to like Vin Diesel. Yeah, so it's like debatable <laughs> anyway. So who knows? You know, we'll yeah. see how that goes. But right now, at least that's not the case. But nowadays, I don't feel that way because I pretty much feel exactly how you feel. Like, we can create our own and we can create part of their shit. You know, we can integrate and we can have our own stuff because that's the, like, I feel like, why not? Like, 
shit, like you said, I want to direct a Marvel movie. I want to write a Marvel movie. Right. You know, I also want to create my own projects, my own creations, and have them joints pop off and be as popular as a Marvel movie. I don't what see the, why not. What the Taco Bell girls say? Why not both? Word, word up. Like, you know, Jordan Peele out here doing his own thing and also doing Twilight Zone. And he's successful as hell. So. Um... You know, like, in uh, general, whether you like whether you like Twilight Zone or not, it's not important. Yeah, it's, no, 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 no. I'm not saying that. No, I actually like it. No, no, that was not what I was saying. Oh, you don't me. think he's successful? Oh no, 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 no. I mean, he's super successful. I was, I was just giving you the, mm, you know, like, <laughs> well, you know, yeah, there you go. Gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> and facts. And so, yeah, no. <laughs> and as far as like Game of Thrones, you know. I mean, they killed Masande, but up until then, uh, you know, Emmanuel was getting that money and that check. So, you know, I was happy for her, and I was watching for her, and I was watching because I fucking love Jamie, and he's a white dude, and I don't give a shit. Like, you know, sorry, you know, hey, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I just, yeah, I just don't personally subscribe to the, like, I don't give a fuck if you, white or otherwise, be like, it's not, I ain't make this for you. I don't give a fuck. Like... Yeah. <laughs> If I like it, I'm going to take that shit over and yeah. probably do better than you anyway. So, mm. yeah, and also, whatever. as far as her like being used as a pawn and everything, yeah, I disagree. She was used as a pawn. I disagree with that, but I, but this is Game of Thrones. Motherfuckers get used as pawns. Black, white, red, yellow, you know, it don't matter. Everybody getting used at some point or another. So it's like, if you're a character on the show and you don't get used, you're irrelevant. Perhaps. And that's true. No, actually not even perhaps. That's 100% <laughs> true. But you know what's also 100% true? IMO? The fact that they reduced her to a plot device. They didn't need to kill Miss Ande. Really? That's the only thing you could have done to get Daenerys where she was? Like, think about it. They could have killed, continues to kill everybody that get killed. Like, was she the last straw that set, that set Daenerys off? Or was Daenerys already fucked up mad? We'll never know. The we'll world never know. will never know. <laughs> Anyways, thank you. Thank you, Chief Chocotaw Red, listening to Castle Black. Yes. I like how they said I was yeah. listening to a podcast. <laughs> like, as if we're not Castle Black. <laughs> well, maybe they didn't know, you know what I mean? Well, like... now y'all know we are Castle Black. Castle Black is myself, DJ Badhamin, and Portia Avi. Yeah. That's her at name on social. So, um, yeah. Shout out to Tahoe TV, everyone. And Tahoe TV, yes, yes. he's 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 also basically a pseudo host slash guest. Yeah, might as well be. <laughs> he's member. all this stuff. Shouts shouts out to Chechi from the Grapevine who who guessed it when I was mm. out last week. Like murdered it, murdered it. it. She did yeah. such a good job. Yes. She's just so, River, River, run me my money. Yeah. Yes. Shout out to Charles Pulliam Moore of Io9 yes. fame who's joined us, and uh, shout out to Kid Fury. And uh, Crystal? crystals, yeah, who need to join us. Everyone is asking. Everybody, do us a favor, y'all. Everybody listening, at them. Just at them, brazy. Like I know y'all like. Well, don't y'all like sit next to each other? Can y'all just talk? But no, we just need y'all to at them to just to remind them that this is this is what y'all want and this is what what's popping, so that they can be like, oh, okay, okay, let's get this on the schedule. So just Word at up. them, please, please. Please and thank you very much. And that's it for the Geek When He Asked Questions this week. If you ever have a question for us of any nature at all, geek-related or otherwise, hit us up. Contact at forallnerds.com or on the Twitters, Instagram at forallnerds, all that good stuff. And in some other news this week, real quick, I got to give a big shout-out to this game I got to rock recently, uh, Warhammer Chaos Bane. 
dropping on June 4th of this year. Oh, that's a new Warhammer. Shit. Yes, and and for long-term listeners, everybody who knows, I'm a huge fan of the Warhammer franchise. I feel like it hasn't gotten the love it deserves. I'm more of a fan of Warhammer 40K, which is the futuristic world, than I am of the Warhammer Fantasy world. But I'm familiar with it, and this game takes place in the fantasy world. Uh, the game is kind of like a Diablo-type game, you know? Mm-hmm. Kind of like Diablo mixed with Gauntlet is the best way I would describe it. Because it's uh, three, you know, it's one to four players. You're all rocking together. It's got the view of a Diablo. You build up your character as you travel through. And if you're no Warhammer as a franchise, it's got everything in it that you'd want to see from a Warhammer game. Like, as far as all the races, all the different mm-hmm. characters, all the gods, the whole chaos... You know, you're a chaos bane. You're fighting against chaos coming, which includes all the chaos gods like corn and mm-hmm. all. Yeah, you know, it's so wild. Tatiana, because I played Warhammer as like a kid. I'm about to say, you been played this. Yeah, I mean, it's been so long since I played it, but I can still rattle off all like just random information from it at a second's notice. Like it's hilarious how ingrained that stuff is into my memory. And, and this is a tabletop game, right? No, no. This is a, a, a video game. This well, is, the one oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. The original Warhammer is a tabletop war game where you, like, collect and paint miniatures, and then you fight these big, massive battles with them, and it involves, like, it's Warhammer. The fantasy version is basically, like, Tolkien or Game of Thrones. Well, well not more Tolkien, because it's, like, there's dwarves, there's elves, there's mm-hmm. orcs. And they all come together, and there's these rat race called the Staven, I think they're called. They're like rat humanoids. And basically, you fight in these big, massive battles with all these, you know, weaponry and, you know, fantasy weapons and magic and just all kind of insanity. It's, it's a dope tabletop game, but this, like I said, is more of a Diablo gauntlet game where you're traveling through, leveling up your character and kicking ass. Nice. Yeah, I had a great time. I played the beta for a little bit. I'm waiting on the main game because it's definitely a game that I didn't have any friends to play with. I was just playing with random people online when I was playing with the beta. And that was kind of rough because people were just like, they'd, they'd already beaten the beta. And so they were just like running through it again. And I was just like standing there and they're murdering. Oh, you're the scrub. Yeah, they're just murdering everything around me. And I was like, oh, okay, that's cute. But, I, I hate being a scrub in games. Oh, my God. Yeah, because you're like. so stupid. Like, I'd be like, I can't help y'all. I can't do shit. And they were just running through the map. So I couldn't even really enjoy it like that. I'd enjoy the more single player. But I definitely know that if I could get some people with me, and if you're fans of Warhammer, you'll definitely love this. So check it out when it drops June 4th from Echo Software. And you know what time it is. It's back, you know, perhaps my favorite segment on the show. Comic Psycho! So much better when you're in a soundproof studio and you can knock this out. But, you know, we're in a <laughs> spaceship right now. So uh, this week in comics, I copped. Oh, man. Um, it's a big week. I want to give a big shout out. I've talked about this book before. This is his book, Naomi, from DC Comics. It's the fifth issue of his book. The book is written by David Walker, who I'm going to talk about again on the show tonight, and Brian Michael Bendis, who both are legends in the writing game when it comes to comics. And they got this dude, uh, Jamal Campbell, Jamal Campbell, on the art, who is a monster. Like, I've never seen him before. They say he did... Oh, I don't, I don't know what he's done before this. He, they're calling him a breakout artist. This is the first shit I've ever seen from dude, and it's incredible art. Like, 
just stupid beautiful art the action is so well done the character moments are so well done just everything you want from a comic artist and then this book is about this young black african-american woman named naomi who lives in this small town in the middle of america where nothing ever happens until one day mongol who's a villain and superman crash through the city and it like they crash through the city you know in the middle of their fight and then they're out of the city in like eight seconds and all, and she's not even there that day. She misses it completely. And so, but then it's like, what happened and why did they come there? What was specifically about them coming there is the first mystery of this story. And then Naomi is adopted. So she's trying to find out also, does this relate to who her real parents are? And it's a really dope series. I would recommend it to anyone, especially people who don't know DC Comics or who don't mm-hmm. like DC Comics or have that bias against it, you know, whatever, feel like they're Marvel heads. I would really recommend this book also for younger readers because it really tells you about DC and it explores a lot of the history of DC and a lot of the hidden corners of the history, like a lot of the real ill, dope stuff that makes DC dope. And then it's explored through the eyes of this young black girl who's finding out her place in it. And issue five is on sale now. And issue five is like the big one. I haven't got to read it yet. I picked it up the other day, but I haven't even read it yet. But it's like mm-hmm. the big one where they reveal what exactly is her history. I think you find out who her real parents are. That there have been a lot of red herrings, a lot of mixery, and a lot of twists where you're like, oh, that's her parents? No, it's not. But they've been exploring all this different history of DC. So it's one of my favorite books out right, right now. And like I said, this dude, Jamal Campbell, is a fucking beast. Like, killing it like straight up and down wow. killing it so definitely pick up naomi i think the trade will probably drop soon i think they might do the trade after the fifth issue or they might do it after the sixth i'm not sure but it'll be out very soon and it's definitely hot when i was in the store the other day they were like you can only buy one copy of, of issue five like each person yeah each person so it's definitely gonna, is that is that liddy it's that liddy that means it's gonna sell out and they're already looking for the reprint so it's like mm. you know they're like no you can only buy one issue um Shit. yeah 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 definitely some other stuff i picked up this week was bitter root the trade from that is out that's from david walker as well he's the one of the writers on that and it's also from david walker and chuck brown and the illustrator is sanford green who's been on the show before and uh, i think bitter root just picked up an eisner award the trades out it's about this the sangri family and they and it's like a family of African-Americans in the, I want to say, 1960s, and they're fighting against the supernatural. So mm. it kind of reminds me of, uh, what's the other joint that we love? Lovecraft Country. But, yes, yeah, love but, Lovecraft Yeah, but it's in a comic. It's also, I think, been optioned for TV and film, so it is popping. The first trade is out from Image Comics. You can pick that up. You know, that's one of the ones, like I say, always pick up these trades. It's always good to support comics and their single issues, but buy the trades as well. And I love trades. Yeah, I, I mean, hey, I know how you you we've been saying this for years, but I hate single issues. I'm I'm a both person, you know. Like I bought the single issue of Naomi. I've been buying the single issues of that, but I'm also gonna buy the trade because, I, especially now that we got our Patreon and we send out, you know, we have our comments, our cop that we send out from Patreon. I like to buy trades that I know are dope, so then I can send them to people, you know, our supporters, our fan fam, so that they can get the stuff and read it. Like I was like, yo, I can't wait to send Bitterroot to someone send this them this first Naomi trade because these shits are so fire. Like actually I might have to mm. hold on to that Naomi. Y'all y'all got to get your own on that one. <laughs> that joint is too 
fire and uh that's about it for comments i cop i know we have some patreon comments i cop this week yep they both actually come from eliel lucero he writes right now i'm digging saladin ahmed's the magnificent miss marvel uh they're creating great cosmic lore around the character Mm -hmm. that i'm excited to see play out I'm also digging Little Bird by Darcy Van Polgeist. I yeah. hope I pronounced that right. Mm-hmm. Some interesting post-apocalyptic vibes set in a strange world where Canada gets the fade. And also, they write, Today, I just copped The Immortal Hulk, Volume 3, Ironheart, Number 6, and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and The Freshman Force. Yo, I saw that joint. I don't know why I didn't buy that joint. The AOC you saw comic. it? I can't yeah. even find it. Yeah, it's at Forbidden Planet right now. Y'all can go okay. pick it up if you're in New York. That it, It's still out. Because I saw it today, and I was, I was like, oh, okay, but I just didn't. I also saw Little Bird, and I picked that up for a second. The art is really nice in that. I might pick that up when that hits trade. Immortal Hulk is, uh, shout out to Al Ewing, a fucking, you know, one of the best books I've ever read, straight up and down. Um, buy the trades, buy the single issues, whatever you want. Immortal Hulk is insane. If you love horror, if you're a fan of the Hulk in the movies, it's a very different take on him, but I suggest it anyway. If you're a fan of the Hulk and you've been reading Hulk before, it takes all the history of the Hulk and you know uses it and it's just one of the illest comics out right now like in the story immortal hulk is so good the latest issue of that hit this week too i haven't had a chance to read that but i that's one i've just been you know fuck the trade because i gotta have it and you know into my veins right now and uh shout out to die the book by karen gillen which I, you cannot fucking find on stands and is going to like fourth and fifth printings of every issue right now. What is this one about? Die is his new book. Uh, uh, Die is by Kieran Gillen. And I want to give a shout out to the artist. Well, hold one second because the art of oh, Stephanie Hans. That's right. Hans. Stephanie Hans. H-A-N-S. Incredible. Beautiful. It looks like they're painting every panel. I'm not sure if that's how they're doing it. But it's beautiful art, and it's Karen Gillen. It's a series. I talked about it before. It's on, I want to say the trade should be dropping very soon. The first trade, it's kind of selling the fuck out, so it's going to go to trades. And it's basically the story of these six teenagers who, they all come together one day to play a role-playing game for one of them, one of the kids' birthday. Mm-hmm. And it's a role-playing game that one of the kids has designed and created all himself. It's not like they're playing Dungeons & Dragons. They're all like role-playing game snobs, in fact. So they're like, oh, whatever, dude. And he's like, no, I got the dope game. You know, watch. And he gives them each one dice. And the one dice is about, it describes who their character is. And then he rolls the dice once, and they all vanish. All six kids vanish. Damn. They reappear. That's some Jumanji shit. Yes. They reappear. It's some, it's, it was actually inspired by the old Dungeons & Dragons cartoon show. Okay. The Dungeons and Dragons cartoon show was about these kids who get transported to the world of Dungeons and Dragons, and every Saturday morning they were trying to get back home. But Kieran was like, the show got canceled before they got back home. So he was always like, what the fuck happened to them? And so that's where this comes from. So basically, what happens is these kids reappear. Well, five of them come back, I want to say like 20, no, six years later, I think it is. I can't remember how many years. Like, yeah, it's like six years later. They all come back. Five of them come back. And they can't talk about what happened. Like, if you ask them about what happened, they just say, we can't say. We can't say. So, Oh, I remember. I remember. Yeah. Okay, so okay. then it goes on, and the book takes place like 20 years later when they're all grown and everything. 
and they all come back together and are forced to go back to the other world where they went before. And so it's about them exploring this other world and trying to stop their friend who's still there. And the first trade ends with a big twist. I won't say what it is, but it's Tieran Gillen. You know, he's one of my favorite writers. He's the author of Wicked and Divine and Young Avengers, two of my favorite books of all time. And it's another one to me that, you know, he's killing it. The first five issues. If you're a fan of any fantasy, Game of Thrones, Tolkien, Harry Potter, anything, I think anything fantasy related, he plans to explore them all. Like he had one issue that really explored Tolkien in a really ill way. And the last page of that was just like one of my favorite last pages of the year. Like I even knew it was coming. I was like, this motherfucker's not about to do this last page. And then I flipped it to it and it was like, oh, that motherfucker did it. You know, and it was just like, oh, he did it. You know, it's like, it's like when you know somebody's about to hit the shot and then they hit the impossible shot, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, defense all in his face, everything, and he still hits that motherfucker, and you're like, oh, he hit it. This nigga hit it, you know? And so, yeah, Die is out. Like I said, the shit's sold out, though. So pick up the trade because the issues are sold out, and then tell your local comment shop to, you know, reserve it for you because that joint, I feel like it's on issue five, I think, and every issue has gone to, like, second and third printings now. It's ridiculous. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, it's, like, ridiculous. Like, I think the first issue went to, like, five printings. It's been crazy. Like, it's a monster. And I'm loving it. Because I would love... Uh, oh, my God. I couldn't imagine a TV show or something. But, oh, Lord. It, it would cost dumb money. It's like Saga and that type of stuff. Where it would, it would cost so much. But, you know, I would love it. Wow. Yeah. Die by wow. Karen Gillan. And Stephanie Hans, make sure you check that out. I'm loving it right now. And that's it for Comments I Copped. As always, use that hashtag, Comments I Copped. That's C-O-M-I-C-S-I-C-O-P-P-E-D. Comics I Copped on Twitter, on Instagram, all those places. You know, let us know what you're copping. Hit us up on the Patreon with your comics. And thank you. Thank you very much for everyone for always using that hashtag, all that good stuff. I love it. I love to see what y'all copping. I love when y'all reading what I'm reading. Hit me up with y'all thinking about it. You know, I love right. to talk comics any day of the week. That's something I feel like I don't get to do enough even on Twitter. So hit me up. Word. To this day. Yes. Any other news before we get out of here tonight? No, I ain't got nothing, dog. I told you I'm on that Bacardi, man. All right. Well, you I'm know. starting to hit a little strong. <laughs> 